That's the Alex music. It's Tuesday. Uh, three o'clock. It's Eric Chase and the Fan, the podcast edition of the show. Some heavy things to get into today. Should be for some good discussion. Yeah. But uh, we're going to have Janet on to start today in a second. Um, she should be ringing us up. But some breaking news I've just come across. Ooh, what is it? On Disney Plus, Willow is coming. What's Willow? <laughs> it was some kind of uh, prehistoric Lord of the Rings type fantasy tale. Really? With a little short fellow who played the leprechaun in all the scary leprechaun movies. <laughs> it, no idea. It, it's in like the labyrinth Goonies time of like fantasy things. It, it was kind of a big deal. Oh. Not as right. big as some of the others, but they're they're rebooting they're rebooting or bringing back reimagining that for Disney Plus and all all they do works. Um, so and they they have the original actor Warwick Davis, I believe, is it? Janet. Hello. Do you remember Willow from the eighties? Willow. Was the it movie. like a show? Yeah, I think it was a movie with a a, a short fellow. Willow. <laughs> Who's that beautiful voice that I'm listening to over here? It's Alexandria. Hi, Janet. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are is you? Is this my Alex that I saw over at um, the event? Yes, it is. The beautiful girl. You're thinking Aww. of Val Kilmer? Uh, yeah. Uh, Willow is a 1988 dark fantasy drama. Yeah, dir- it was like a romance thing. Yeah, directed by Ron Howard, produced by George Lucas. Warwick Davis was the short fellow. Val Kilmer, and those are the only names that I know. Uh, Davis plays Willow, a reluctant farmer who plays a critical role in protecting a baby from a tyrannical queen who vows to destroy her and take over the world. Oh, Alex, gosh. fantasy in the 80s It was sucked. mystical. Yes. <laughs> You know when you said um, he also played in the le- he played those leprechaun characters. Yeah. You know that's my fa- I don't know how you pronounce it a gif or a gif. My favorite gif to send about my bad nephews is when the leprechauns on the tricycle riding around. I always share that with my brother. Say that's his kid today. Aww. <laughs> Aww. You're like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> oh, thank You're you. So cute. Oh, I fe- that, that's terrifying. That's totally him. <laughs> Where he's 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 like putting his hand Alex he's putting his hand in a downward motion on the tricycle? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I that's... send it I send it to my brother about my nephews all the time when they're acting like assholes. Uh, uh, can you say assholes on the air? On, we're on the podcast. Whoops. Well, I know, but still. Yeah. Sorry, Janet. Podcast, Sorry. Radio cast, whatever cast. <laughs> um, well, welcome, ladies. We have some heavy things to get into, but uh, Janet, uh, first, uh, first, tell me what's going on with the stars. I know we're headed to a second full moon in one month, which is pretty rare. October thirty-first of all days is, um, you know, I always say, be the quiet in the midst of all the chaos, which is the Scorpio Sun in opposition to the Taurus Moon. It's kind of like. Um, you know, when you look at Taurus... Wait, Janet, time out, time out. Janet, time out. Alex, there's a... Hum, there's a, Sorry, Alex, there's a hum on your end, some background noise. Can you quiet that at all? She's singing. Um, it might be my computer, probably not. Can you back away from the fan of it? I can go in another room. Okay. Let's see. Continue. 
Sorry. Sorry, Janet. Oh, Go I ahead. I can hear that. I, I can hear that. Hmm. We'll, work, we'll work through it. It's work. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. Now it's, it's louder. Workable. Yeah, that's a washing machine. Hold on. <laughs> moving, moving, moving. Let's see. She's so cute. Okay. And how's that? That's better. How's that? Much better. Sorry, okay. Janet. I thought that was white noise. That was actually good with it. I'm white. <laughs> I, I, I'm white noise. Your Arab noise. Alex is mixed noise. I'm black noise. And your and your Jewish noise. Jewish noise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all mix. So we got we we're got two full the, moons. We're and all we, of the ethnicity groups. Yes, we, we. You know me. I don't have any straight white male friends. It's all minorities. <laughs> oh my. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Well, I, I grew up kind of in the hood. I mean, I did. Don't you start. Know, in the in the old days, and I still have a lot of the same friends that I had before. You can take that never changes. You can take the astrologer out of the stars, but you can't take the stars out of the astrologer. Boom. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Whatever. So there's a lot of craziness so we going have on. The full moon in Taurus. Yes. And the sun is in Scorpio, and so October 31st, it's going to be the sun moon opposition. And what's nice about Taurus is it's earthy, and it it creates like sort of a salve. To all the chaos with Scorpio. Scorpio is very intense, ruled by Mars and Pluto. So right now with Mars retrograde, which is the planet of energy, and Mercury retrograde, holy triple moly, we are going nuts. It's yeah. crazy and it's chaotic. And then we have the full moon on top of it on um, the 31st, you know, which is going to be really you the know, witching hour. Mm. It's really hard, and I and I if you if you get my hey Alex, you're going to have to text me with your email address because I do a monthly um, newsletter, and it, oh, it's all do. about the things going on for the month. And we have, I think, I have like um, eleven thousand people on there, mm, so it's costing sure me quite was. a bit a month, but constant contact. But it is really good because people like to hear about these things. But um, it's really important to avoid certain things, you know, when people are going. Alex, what sign are you? Are you Aries? I am an Aries, yes. I remember you telling me that. And with this Mars retrograde, honey, it's hitting you right on. I mean, you're feeling the the pull of it. Janet. And what's interesting about Aries people, they try to stay very composed. But when this (laughs) energy hits, oh, my God, it's, like, really crazy. Janet, hold on. Hold on. Um, Alex, do you have a, a, a small story you'd like to share with Janet, showcasing her Oy. showcasing her clairvoyance? <laughs> My, I actually, I text Eric this morning and I said, I need advice. My household Aww. is in turmoil. <laughs> and it Aww. was, it is, hopefully it's calming down, but my boyfriend and I, we're both Aries. So he's an Aries as well. And so am I. And it's, uh, it's been a little stressful the last couple days. Well, the, the thing is, you have to look at the whole thing, astrologically. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm, I'm obsessive about people with sun, when they say sun sign astrology, it's like, you know, astrology 101, you know, but you, you might have similarities because when two people are going through the same things at the same time, it's really creating this chaos. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. So if you, um, if you look at what's going on with both your birth dates, you might be getting hit kind of, are you in close in age, year? Um, he, no, he's two years older than me. Oh, no, what is his birthday? Um, April 17th, 80, what 1988. Is his year? 88. 1988? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's 32. Yes, he's 32. Yep, that's right. Okay. So he is, we don't know his time at birth, so that's important to have. But mm-hmm. um, if I were looking at my calculations correctly, I would probably say that he has a lot of Taurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He has like two things in Aries, two things in Taurus. He not only is going through a bad time right now, he's been going through a tough time going back to earlier in the year, May through June, because Venus, the planet of love, went into retrograde in his sign, in Gemini, <laughs> which is his relationship sign, not his sun sign. So holy mm-hmm. triple moly, this poor dude is like flipping out. He's very, very sweet. He's a mm-hmm. creature of habit. I don't know what the heck this is about daddy-o, but he has some daddy stuff going on. That's another story. Um, but, but I don't know what's something... going on with that. I don't know what's going on with that. But he is really having a lot of tension. He's reevaluating career, job, and work. He's very uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, what are you again, Alex? Uh, what, what do you mean? What's your birthday? Oh, March 29th, 1990. Okay, so you're March. What do you remember? What time you're born? Yeah, three forty-five a.m. She looked up at the clock when she came out. <laughs> so I just you're always nineteen ninety. I what, always. What time are you born again? What time? I'm sorry. What? Three forty-five. So three a.m. Three forty-five. Well, three forty-five makes a difference. Every five minutes makes a difference. Believe it, it or not. I always remembered because I feel like there's a time during the in the evening when I wake up consistently every time, and it's always. 3.30 to 4 a.m. Well, that's also <laughs> my... when the spirits, uh, but that's also when the spirits will, um, they will come into our space a little bit, too. That has a lot to do with that. It, and so yeah. my mom, my mom always told me it's because that's when I was born. <laughs> oh. I don't know. We don't know. Is that what you, you know. said? Ooh, that's kind of eerie. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. Hold, wow. on, hold on here, Janet. We got to we got to zoom out a little bit. And make sure we're talking. We're hitting everybody here. Um, sure. Alex can get the newsletter. Uh, we can connect people when they email. You can ask for the newsletter. We'll give your email, hours, phone number coming up at the end here. But things are are, are we're moving through this retrograde. We're doing okay, right? I think we're doing okay considering we have the election coming up, and there's a lot of that going on, and that's going to be turbulent because Mercury is going to be kind of in that retrograde cycle too with you know and during that time in 12:50 p.m. mercury will have uh, gone into a you know like a it, it'll kind of ease up a little bit so hmm. hopefully that's going to be kind of crazy too so there's just a lot with mercury in retrograde you know that's kind of hitting as well so i think the interesting part about with all the planets going on in, in this transit with everything else it's chaotic. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. It's chaos. Alex, I would say that you guys are pretty compatible. I just want to tell you that. I really yeah. like him, but he started getting goofy around July, by the way, and that's when it's magnified. Yeah. So he'll be better once you get... Oh, yeah. And once he'll get better around the um, direct of the planet, so it'll be a little easier for him, which is November 13th, so he'll be better. That'll, that's so, good. And not, that it's, not that it's about us, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, it it should be because you know he's a good per- he's a very good person. I like he him is. a lot. I agree. He's just struggling with some anxiety. He he absolutely is, and you know I mentioned this to you last time, but my father passed, and then his mom died three weeks later, un- unexpectedly. I remember that you said that. So yeah, that so must it was... have been horrible for him because he yeah. was close to his mother. Yes, he was. He's a mama's boy, absolutely. Oh my God, he he's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. 
Janet. I wouldn't worry about it. I think everything's going to work out okay. It's just that oh, I think okay. he just kind of has to deal with some of the things that he's, you know, kind of dealing with. And see, you are a very independent thinking person. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the way you are, based on your time of birth, you're an Aries, he's an Aries, but his rising sign is Leo. Yours is Aquarius. Mm. So you have different aspects of how you look at things. Yes, we and do. Even though you're, you're two years apart, there's different, uh, you know, expressions. He's very expressive to you, and you're expressive to him. This Janet, is a very complimentary connection. I love him. Janet, I think he's a good person. Janet, for a third time. <laughs> um, you have my, my thumbs-up approval here. And when you get my thumbs-up, that's all you need. Thank Seriously. you, Janet. Look, if I'm there, such an egotist. I'm a little bit of a negative, you, but oh well. You're a lot of is and isms. Um, if there was an issue here, um, I, I would have said something. But everything is everything will be good. Can we can we do Karen? She was kind enough to reach out to Janet Amen and uh, has a question for you. I can't get over the fact that she got my name wrong. It That's was like, a typo. How do you know that? I don't think so. Because. <laughs> No, I'm being I'm being funny, Karen. I'm being funny. I, I'm trying Catherine. to be humorous. Somebody told me, one of my friends the other day at Jay Alexander said, try not to be funny. It does not work with you. Oh, well. <laughs> You're funny. I Seriously, I, I, I try to be comedic, and people don't take my jokes. They kind of look at me, and they're like, you're serious? I say, no, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be comedic. Stay I have in, no comedy in me whatsoever. Stay, anyway. Stay, stay in your lane. When, you st- when, when stars begin to escape your view, make a U-turn. Oh, my God, you are, like, so funny. You are really funny. So I would say with this, now this little girl here, she wants to know about the finances. She's very sweet, by the way. Um, good energy. She's a cancer. So, of course, she's going to ask about money and how finances are. Because cancers are, like, totally obsessive when it comes to financial money. They worry about money. They worry about security. They worry about all that. But she's always going to be okay. I just think that the way she, you know, with her time of birth being the way it is, she, she wears a lot of things on her own sleeve, and I think that's where a lot of the problems come into play. She's very nice. You can tell that she's very nurturing. I think she has to work on taking care of herself. She takes care of everybody else, and that's, I think, a problem that she does have. She has a cancer sun sign. She has a lot of humor. She's been going through a lot. I bet I wanted to ask her if she's weight, gained weight this year because it shows that she would have put on some weight. Mm, we she all does have. upset about upset about money, and she has knee and back issues, by the way. So I'd love to hear from her. I see knee problems, back issues, little digestion. I see, and although I'm not a doctor, I do see that in the chart. I see her being obsessive about money and, and security. She likes her alone time. She needs to get out a little bit more. Although she is social, she likes to laugh. She's funny. Um, she wears her thoughts on her sleeve, so she does express. She's wrapped a little tight. So if you're listening to this out there, Karen, you're wrapped a little tight, so you need to relax a little bit. During this retrograde, she's really feeling the, the stress between home and work, so she's on overload with that right now. So she'll be okay, and I, I love her energy, and she's very kind, but she needs to come in and see me at the office because she has a heck of a lot going on, especially this last year has been really heavy with her with weight gain, weight loss, a lot of emphasis on her health, her knees and back and stuff like that. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. And also Mercury's retrograde. And we're going to try to do this. Is it Tuesdays at 3? Because I did mark us in for that. Is this, does this work best for you? It works best for whatever you want. Uh, if you want to do Tuesdays at 3, that's fine. If something pops up on my end or your end, we'll change it. But we can do Tuesdays. since uh, it's Whatever it's, you want. You know what? Whatever you want, darling. Tuesdays you at know. 3 it is with the Arab lady. Okay. <laughs> 
We will talk soon. Listen, Alex, I love you. You're, I, I, I felt like I knew you. When I met you, I, I knew you forever. You just had a oh, great energy. Thank you. And I love your voice on air. You're really, really, you have a beautiful voice. Oh, anyway, I will talk with you wait, soon. Have a great day, you wait, guys. Wait, wait. Yes. Janet at AOL.com. Oh, my phone number. Yes. I have to mention my phone number. 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, Janet Amid at AOL.com, or you could just check me out on my website. I don't know if I like Tuesday in the sense that you're a little more erratic, So, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how the weeks go. I can do whatever you want. I can do Sunday. I love Sundays, but you said, I'm not there on Sundays. Well, whatever you want. I mean, right. I'm I'm I will I'm flexible, but I can't do last minute stuff because I book up quite a bit. I never do. So I, I never do to, last minute. You know, kind of so. know ahead of time so I can work it in. All right, go back to reading your Quran. Did I say that right? I like morning too. I don't read the Quran. I like uh, <laughs> morning too. If that works for you. I don't get here till like lunchtime. But all right, next Tuesday at two o'clock. Whatever you want. Next you Tuesday at three. Time, okay? I'll talk to you before then. All right. Bye, Janet. Sure, we'll have coffee next year in 2022. Yes, Whatever. Right. <laughs> God. She, she is. That gave me a good laugh. She is the irritating aunt, but I do that miss her. That gave me a good laugh, especially you tried to cut in so many times and she just kept going. She's a freight train. <laughs> like somebody called John McClain from Die Hard and stopped this thing. Um,. Okay, we have a lot, a lot to get to, uh, but first things first, uh, an F word? Fuck. Uh, no, this one has five letters. So I'm going to try to do this quick because I don't know if it's that, if it's that interesting or exciting. Um, mm-hmm. What's going on here? So do you remember my phone? I got a new phone, right? Oh, you did. I got an 11. Um, okay. And I'm going to try to make this super quick. She's like, yeah, it, the 11 will be free. You just got to pay the tax today. I oh, can- yeah. And it had a better camera. I yeah, remember. Well, it's the 11. And, and she's like, I can do something better. I can, I can give you a better bill. Blah. Well, one bill goes by. Still a lot. Second bill goes by. No, it's a lot. Third bill. Same thing as the second bill. So I texted this girl yesterday. She's like, I'll get to work on it for you. I stopped at the AT&T store on airport. I was like, guys, uh, can you help at all? And he's like, we didn't have any of those promotions. You should call AT&T Loyalty. I did. The Loyalty girl was of no help whatsoever. She's like, we didn't offer that promotion. Now, this was a girl, some kind of AT&T rep at some pop-up in Target, not a Target employee. So this girl sent me this, some sales document with details about whatever they did, the promotion, the the prices. And I found Mm -hmm. this thing called Perfect Vision. So I called their support. And that's when speaking to a person, I thought they might be some kind of made up entity as well, but they seem pretty legit. And that guy, Ricardo, who I said, please, whether you have no news or news, please call me back within the day. He brought up the F word, fraud. <gasps> oh no. So the chicken ate it target was a fraud. I don't, I don't know because obviously I'm getting my bill from AT&T with mm-hmm. the increased charges and I'm a little concerned that my info is somewhere out there. I don't think this is that devious. This might be somebody just trying to pad their sales. Mm-hmm. But how, this isn't like I bought it at like um, your cousin's bro tell on the corner right, of the Grange. Yeah. Like this is, this is Target. And right. I went over to Target today and I, and I explained to the manager, I was like, hey, 
you got any stories like this or have they been in here? She's like, yeah, but there's been no flags. I said, well, please, if you can, ask around and call me back within the day or so. You got to be all kinds of fucking dumb. Like, whenever we're like, see a bank robbery or something, it's like, you got to be totally stupid. Like, good for the guy knocking off Glass City Beverages. At least he could drink what he stole before he went to jail, as opposed to if you rob a bank. Spend it fast because you're going to get caught. You got to be pretty fucking dumb to have gotten yourself in some kind of weird scheme in between Target and AT&T. That's a lot of digital footprints that can catch up to you. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't even have a response for that. Maybe she was giving you a um, promotion that expired the day before. Or did they say it didn't exist at all? Didn't exist at all. Maybe there was something like that. And I don't know if she was third party or how this thing right. works. It It was too good to be true, but we were talking about a phone that was a couple of years old, the 11, with a new one on a cusp. So it made a little sense that there would be some really good deals on it. Um, she was not she she was not unattractive. She was not attractive to me, so that I wasn't thinking with the wrong so part of my body. So you trusted her. <laughs> I, she, was, she was affable. That's okay. why, and I was like, you know, what do I have to risk? So... You don't want me coming after you like this because I will hunt you the the f down. Um, that's that. I am I am surprised though that you you even considered it compared to like I know people sometimes myself included and I know my mom included would never talk to anybody about her phone unless she was in a Sprint store or T Mobile. Now I don't know if T Mobile. It was Target. I, I I figured like I told Tiana today, not Floyd's sister, the manager of Target. I'm like, I know how these things work. 78 people have to have to make a signature before anybody comes in here. So mm. that's why I thought it was completely legit. And this might be a real dumb criminal or a mistake because, again, there's got to be a digital footprint somewhere. Um, and I won't take no for an answer on that question. Yeah, let's follow up on this because I want to hear about it. All right. Where do you want to start? Metro Parks, uh, Vigilante Dads, or Mommy High School? Metro Parks. Let's build up the build up the suspense. All right, let's let's make sure we can keep this like under four o'clock. So we'll have to do some self editing here, and I don't want to go too long on on any particular thing. Let me pull up the uh, the editorial, the op ed that came in the Blade news slide today. It's from a local citizen, not uh-huh. from the Blade itself. Uh, and thankfully, the uh, dude puts his name on the thing. Um, Letters to the editor, too many Metro Parks. Our region loves its Metro Parks. What could be an easier levy to pass? Issue 17 would be the third Metro Parks levy, all of which are 10-year levies that would be currently running at the same time. Blah, blah, blah. This, to me, sounds like empire building, similar to the fevered belief in manifest destiny in the 19th century. Thank you for swinging your history dick around. The number of properties has exploded, and I'm sure we will find ourselves having to continually pay more in taxes to maintain the empire. I love picnics and metro parks as anyone, but it's time voters examined <coughs> these feel-good levies and understood their cost. I, if these things were poorly maintained and not a pristine part of our community that raises the value of the community and our individual homes, I would say yes, or I'd want to dig in and ask more questions about these concurrent levies. But uh-huh. come on, man. This is, like, this is not a great argument. This is not a great opinion at all. So I read this out loud to Jordan 
Jordan and I were going over it today and I was on one side of the fence and Jordan was on the other. Jordan is very much aligned with what you're saying. I am curious. For me, it, it raised curiosity in what does the budget actually look like? So how much money, you know, so if we have 1.4 million for a Metro park on front street and it's costing 1.3 million to build it, what are you, you know what I mean? How much money is being budgeted for the clean? So it, it, I was like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. If in fact, we're going to get to a point where we cannot afford to keep up our Metro parks, not that we're there now, but if we are getting to a point where we can't afford it, then should we then stop building Metro parks for now, identify levies to maintain them and then, and then, you know, circle back. That was my thought. I think the, the ground level, especially when it comes to the metro parks, because people have suggested that they should oversee the city parks of Toledo as well because they're such a well-run organization. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody who voters have a say on, people, levies, whatever, should want to know what the budget looks like. I, I, I wish we got more transparency with that. There would probably be a lot more trust in government. So it's a very fair question to ask, but if there's some something local person or place that I could blindly vote for, it's going to be the Metro parks because there's never any drama over there and and it's all good. And it seems well run. There never seems to be any problems or misuse. Exactly. There's no improprieties or irregularities that raise question marks. That's why his opinion. And when he threw in manifest destiny, empire and 19th century, (laughs) like that, that's what you call histrionic or hyperbole. Like, dude, that's a little much. You're talking about like James Madison who wanted to make sure America dominated the planet and, and enslaved a lot of other people. I'm okay being enslaved by more squirrels and deer of our beautiful metro parks. It definitely provoked, the, the piece provoked some thought, at least in myself, in a way that I had never thought of before. I am one of those people where I will just blindly say yes because I enjoy a good metro park. I would love to live near a metro park. Like, I think they're, you know, I personally think that they're wonderful, but I never knew we had so many levees all at the same time. And so I was genuinely curious. You know, my friend Todd Crail that I kind of connected you with via Facebook, his wife is the, um, like, executive director of Olander Metro Park. Okay. Olander, I think. So anyway, I, I mean, and I've had conversations with her before about it, but I'm cute. But it it definitely piqued my interest in the opposite direction in a, hmm, I wonder what this actually looks like. However, no, we don't need to be, you know, encouraging people not to vote yes on another Metro Park levy. I do think we should still consider those. Imani Latif, do you know Imani at all? He is uh, uh Black comics. Uh, the name escapes me. Imani is a black comic book creator, a, a good dude, a, a very thoughtful guy as well. Uh, Imani is obviously black. Uh, he was wondering if there shouldn't be a little bit more commercial real estate in certain areas. And mm-hmm. it's a totally valid point. But then you get into the thorny issue of, well, what kind of commercial real estate? Like what he, he mentioned that there, there aren't necessarily as many shopping areas as there mm-hmm. are. He brought up like, Ohio State and Columbus and Ann Arbor and Michigan. A lot of, a lot of variables in there, but it's, it's a fair point. But I, in a vacuum, in a real general way, I can't go more commercial real estate and more businesses are better for an area than nature. No, I, I mean, I personally think that um, 
a metro park, having a large metro park with nature and activities and things like that, potentially in walking distance from your home, is a lot better than having a shopping center. Just yeah. my personal personal opinion. All right, next up, you want to do uh, mommy high school or the vigilante dads who might be screwing with cases? Mommy high school. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns and my initial opinion. If you didn't see this last night, there was a story from the Huffington Post, a liberal but pretty reputable uh, news website. Mm -hmm. uh, got a story out there about mommy high school having kids for extra credit uh, do some reporting on what is basically a, a very radical right-wing propaganda website. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba, the name of it is Prager U. And apparently Prager U has been trying to penetrate more and more K-12 through schools. Uh, Prager U educators and parents, or PrEP, which is also the uh, anti-HIV drug, I think, as well. You might want to change that, guys and girls. Um, one mom... Said, pulled her daughter out of the class because she thought that this was crazy right-wing radical propaganda. Um, I don't know where it stands now, but I didn't jump into the Facebook debate last night because I'm wondering, and this was another poor situation of bad messaging. Um, if you, I, I think if it would have been presented, and maybe this was messaged from the schools back to the media outlets local and national, the HuffPost, maybe this is meshes to them poorly. Because if I were going to do this in a classroom, then I think we can agree that, generally speaking, you want to expand kids' minds and um, mm -hmm. give them counter views. You, you could go, look, many people deem this, or th this is a, a radical propaganda website. I want you to tell me what about this is radical and why some people may be opposed to it. It's like not describing how awful of a person Hitler was or other warmongering author authoritarians and just letting kids decide. Because without that context, they might go, hmm, not so bad after all, when usually that's not the case. So maybe this could have been presented as a topic better than just, what do you think of this? I, well, I think that they, it was a, yeah, so it was presented in what do you think of this? And I think there was even a question of, and tell me how something like this, or tell me how you feel after reading this, and how did it change your views? Yeah, how does did it challenge it change? your views? How does it challenge your views? And so my first thought was, because I, I agreed with what you're saying, and that I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing wrong with educating kids on, you know, how to recognize propaganda when you see it, you know, how to see past, you know, how to see past, you know, bullshit like that, because I, I do think that a lot of it is predominantly bullshit. Same for, you know, far left winged groups as well. But like originally I thought that it was going to be that. And then when I read a little further and that there was not um, examples provided for the far left as well, there wasn't any any kind of counter to that. Then I said, OK, well, what is this person's particular interest? Is she trying to find support for organizations like these or for messaging like these? Or is she trying to call out? right-wing propaganda right. you know I, I don't I cannot figure out what the intention and the motive is and I do think that they um, I thought that I read that they made the teacher take it down so they've completely like discontinued that extra credit assignment and work um, after they got challenged on it again some of the uh, some of the other things and I didn't dig I didn't go down the Prager U rabbit hole I have a writer friend who was quite appalled at some of the things that she saw our views align, but look, you don't need to do that much digging 
Um, you can just really go across their clips of there is no mm-hmm. gender wage gap, mm-hmm. how to steal an election, mail-in ballots, and several other things. So I think if there would have been the proper context to set this up and your great example of a, a, a completely opposing radical views, this could have gone over much better because you, you, you can't let kids live in a silo. And I apologize. I don't apologize, but I want to go back to my Hitler comment um, because do you know what Godwin's law is? Maybe. Godwin's law is an internet truth that the longer a discussion goes on, some idiot will evoke Hitler. <laughs> that's true. You can go back and think about it, but I figured this this that that's the right go-to. It's recent enough because look, we're people are getting a better perspective of the things that Columbus did. And with those things, they can make better decisions because as we've talked about several times between you and I and others, you know, you're really only getting one side of a lot of things in history and civil war things, slavery and all that stuff. That's a little different from this because there are facts that have not presented in that case. These are, these are, I guess the right word would be agendas and that's got to be contextualized before you move forward with things for, for both sides. I think it's a really good, it could have been a really great opportunity to educate students on how to recognize propaganda so how to recognize you know an agenda what an agenda is what does it look like give me an example in modern day 2020 where there's some sort of agenda candace owens when she stepped out and said she doesn't feel sorry for george floyd boom right there you know what i mean that using the using a tragedy that happened to put to push a, a conservative message so i think that it could have been a really great example a really great teaching moment and I'm pretty sure I had multiple teaching moments like that, which was why originally I said, oh, that's not too bad. And then I said, oh, look, mommy made the Huffington Post. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, not in a good way. I don't know. I don't know. Confusing. I, I still can't not differentiate between if this was if she was trying to help this group or if she was trying to call out this group. Yeah, we don't know. There's we don't not, know. There's some, there's some pretty important details and context that we're missing. That's why I'm glad I didn't fire off an opinion last night because the immediate thing would have been, this is wrong. I'm glad I held back and dug into this a little bit and said, well, hold on, hold on a second. You know, maybe this was, like most things, poorly, yeah. poorly messaged and set up because you said it's a teaching moment. Thank God it's a school because literally anything can be a teaching moment. So what did, I didn't see any online feedback. I don't think I was paying attention to it at the time, but like, what do you, can you tell what the general opinion was on that? Uh, people that I saw, and this is why okay. I backed off, were outraged. Mm. And I, I, I don't, and this was at like, this is when it was happening last night, like seven, eight o'clock. And when mm-hmm. I sent it to my blade friend, uh, I'm like, have you seen this? She was like, Wow, no. And I thought she would have been on top of that at that point. So I stayed away from any of the dialogue and I wanted to be as objective as I possibly could because, you know, in a lot of ways, you want to teach kids the horrors that have, that have been committed in history, yeah. especially by bad people, so these things aren't repeated. It's like um, when we learned or people learned that we're taking these Confederate statues down because they are symbols of hatred and oppression. We leave up the concentration camps in Warsaw and other parts of Europe to remind us of the lies that were lost and the people that were persecuted for nothing other than their religion. Right. And I, and, um, I mean, I've, I still laugh about how much of the last four years is going to be in history books, the last five years 
when we, you know, educating everyone about the Electoral College because people learned about that shit in 2016 when Trump became president and we didn't understand how because he didn't get the popular vote, you know, right. those those kinds of things. I think there's going to be a lot of um, historical references made to the past few years in the next 10, 20, 30 years. I can't find the story, but it's back out again of vigilante dads confronting... <laughs> Alleged or supposed pedophiles? Is it in Wood County, Fulton County? It's Fremont, so I think it's Fulton County? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I think this came up before. Uh, Sandusky Sheriff. Sandusky. Sandusky. Yeah. They threatened to prosecute DAP after multiple suicides connected to Sting videos. I, and by the way, DAP, Dads Against Predators, to stop entrapping and recording men they track on the internet for, I mean, some people in, in idiot Facebook posts have said the po the police are protecting predators indirectly, directly, whatever your idiot comment was. And the police, because they're usually pretty damn good at their job, said you are potentially allowing these people to go free by what you're doing. Stop interfering with justice. And there and if, if you correct. And if there's no justice, then do you even know at that time that that person is a predator? Are you making an assumption based on something that you've seen? And so then you go in attack mode, mob meant, you know, you, you and your mob, you know, take on this person and then they potentially kill themselves because there's so much torture and torment and they feel like their lives have just been ruined. I believe, Without so, I believe that's what brought this back around. Um, let's see. Sandusky County Sheriff, Sheriff Chris Hilton, Hilton said loss of life was a reference to two individuals who died by suicide after DAP posted videos of them on YouTube and a third suspected suicide. They may or may not have been guilty of doing that, but that's not up to you, Batman wannabe, to decide. It's, I mean, it's, I feel like this kind of vigilantism, this kind of patriotic, like, I don't, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it. But you know what I'm getting at. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And there's ownership that's being taken where it should not be. There's crimes that are being committed where you feel like you're doing a service to the community or you're doing, you know, you're protecting your, your children or your daughters when you're actually showing them bad behavior. You know, you're depicting um, and say what you want. Like <laughs> people say what you want to me. It doesn't mean that we're supporting predators or saving predators, but you know, you do have the right to be called out when you're being dumb. And how do you feel if you potentially you know, we're responsible for somebody ending their life. And, and at judgment day, should you believe there's a judgment day, you find out that that didn't, you know, there was nothing related to what you just said. And one day, when Alex and I have a gigantic pair of balls, we'll share a very unpopular opinion and perspective on parts of this with you, which will likely mm -hmm. be fucking never. <laughs> <laughs> Just private conversations that we will never bring to the podcast. People aren't ready for it. All right. People um, are not ready for it. So we'll follow that a little bit more. But uh, I sent this your way. There's a graphic going around. By going around, I mean I saw it three places. It is a picture of LeBron James next to the very talented, one of the best players ever in the history of the WNBA, Sue Bird. She plays for the Seattle Storm. She has as decorated, if not more, than LeBron James. I believe she's also, what's her face's wife? See what happens? Who is the great U.S. women's soccer player? The one who, like... Mia Hamm? No, 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 no. The, the recent one. Like, gave, turned her back to Trump and all that stuff. Oh, 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 oh. With the purple hair. 
I love her. Yes, me too. And Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino. That's right. I do like her. So it showed all their accomplishments, and there was a a salary at the bottom or a playoff bonus, and LeBron got a lot, and Sue Bird got pennies, basically speaking. And mm-hmm. I'm I think the idea of this was to show people pay inequity between men and women. And that's where I took issue. It's a bad example because it's like when you get your first allowance, it's like basic childhood economics. You do this amount, you bring in this much, we can pay you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the NBA's annual revenue is about eight or nine billion. And I think the WNBA's is 60 some million. Um, and many people, including myself, will say that LeBron, for what he does, because of the salary cap, is underpaid for the revenue that he generates. Other people were smart enough, although I don't know if they were the people who initially posted this were smart enough to see that they wanted to show that the why as to LeBron making more than Sue Bird, who she is a peer of LeBron. He's at the top of his profession. She's at the top of hers. And the explanation is for decades of marketing pushing men's sports. And mm-hmm. that's why the money is what it is. Um, and I, I ask, there's been some good discussion, not really any fighting that I've had today. And I'll give, I, I want you to give me your thoughts, but I'll also ask you, if certain women's sports were marketed better or nearly equal to men's sports, would women, men, whoever have more interest in them or is the men's product just more appealing and more monetizable? Um, so yeah, so I think that there's, I think in general, there's just some resistance when it comes to women's sports, even when there is good marketing. I think people just genuinely don't care because for decades upon decades, we just didn't care. Like it didn't have the same um, entertainment value to them. There wasn't the same, you know, even the games weren't even played on the same days, you know, where you could go to a basketball game on a Friday night or a Saturday night and have a night out, you know, after that, it just, it, it was, it just isn't viewed as the same. I think the only thing that I can say, um, couldn't change that is when women is when it comes to the Olympics and U.S. women te- women's teams are kicking ass. So like the gymnastics team and the soccer teams. Um, most of the time, though, in regular, you know, in traditional U.S. sports where we're playing, where L.A. is playing Utah or what have you, it's not going to get enough ratings. It's not going to get a good um, response. And and that is that is where your value is weighed. Your value is not weighed in what you're worth. Your value is weighed in what you can produce the people that are paying you. And so if there's not an audience coming in, then you're not going to get the same amount of money as the NBA finals would. You know, the NBA, the, like the finals brings the, whatever city is hosting the finals that year. The revenue in that city is for all businesses, restaurants, shopping, hotels. It's insane. It's not the same for the WNBA. So it's just, I mean, that's just a fact. And I think that there are some people who stood behind that argument. I, th- I want to say they were being a little intellectually dishonest because it's not the same. And it should, should female sports get the same amount of attention? Should they have the same amount of marketing strategies and efforts put in? 
Absolutely. But do they? No. So is it producing a return? No. And so that means that they're not going to have the compensation that somebody like LeBron James would. There could be, there, there very likely is some gender bias in sure. that. Um, yeah. Boomer types going, you know what? I am not going to push the women's sport like that because they're, they're women. Yeah, and they just genuinely don't find it entertaining, you know, and, but not to cut you off, another piece to it is just like in women's bat, in men's basketball and women's basketball, there's a large amount of black women in it and there's a large amount of lesbians in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's also not as family friendly as somebody would consider, you know, watching, uh, what, what the hell is the Curry's, the Curry family, you know, you know what I mean? You know, what's his name? Steph Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah. Yeah, um, Steph Curry. Here's so I'm gonna concede that there is all those biases in place, and that's that's hard enough. But I also believe that we've gotten to a point where I mean, you're talking about billionaires. Remember, mm-hmm. LeBron James, no matter what, still makes like one tenth of what of who he works for does. That's just the way business works. Mm-hmm. Um, billionaires love money, and I'm guessing we're getting closer to the point now where. If somebody thought the WNBA or some or, or another women's sport was a reservoir of untapped income, I have to think somebody would hop into that. Um, and I don't have an example. Of, I asked you a question. If this stuff was marketed more, would you and others watch it more? And I think the answer is we don't know. But some decent evidence for the case is the WNBA has been around for 25 years. And again, Mm -hmm. I've conceded it ain't marketed like the NBA. But maybe that's because they've done enough focus groups and research to go, you know what? We could throw all the marketing in the world at this and it's still new Coke. It's it's I feel like you're still going to have that underlying. Wait, not not underlying. Just in, in your face. Like no, I, no, 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 I, no. I just don't like it. It's not for me. And that's what I'm saying. I think there's going to be that in your face. Okay. So not underlying potentially just in your face of people don't find it entertaining. It's not for them. They don't want to watch it. No yeah. matter how many times, how many commercials you run. Burger King can, can do all the crazy commercials they want, but guess what? McDonald's has my business. I like their burgers more. Yeah. Um, and basketball is a real bad example to make. So I'll shift over because with basketball, and I, I wanted to make sure that I got this right earlier today. Um, women, men will always have an advantage because it's just science and anatomy. They have more musculature. And mm-hmm. that's generally speaking. There are going to be women that are stronger than men. Um, there could be many women stronger than, than men. Uh, I guess one good example to give you an idea of that is Usain Bolt holds the 100-meter world record, nine and a half seconds. Florence Griffith Joyner, nearly 40 years ago, holds the women's record a second slower. So women are at a physical disadvantage. Uh Um, So with basketball, the game is different. The game in the NBA, high flying, above the rim, some incredibly athletic things. And women can do a lot of those things, but not to the level of the NBA. And that doesn't mean that it's less entertaining because if they both started from zero, somebody might like the WNBA more than the NBA. They're different. But where the good analogy is um, U.S. women's soccer team. Because, mm-hmm. But a lot of that is because they're the best on earth and we know we love a winner. And mm-hmm. the U.S. <laughs> exactly. And that helps. And the U.S. men's team is always middling and can't get out of its own way. Um, 
But the women's team is a better product. So when they've been clamoring for more money, they absolutely deserve it. Another good example, while men serve harder in tennis, uh, I don't know how much more of a physical advantage they have. Even I, I know the Billie Jean King thing from decades ago. The money is with Serena Williams and some of the other, mm-hmm. and her sister and some other great American female tennis stars. So the, the money is there, and it's not like Nike had to think real hard about making Serena this icon. She was the best on the planet. She was an American. She was a woman. They threw money at her. Serena brings in millions. There's not an American men's tennis player that does that. I would be very curious to see um, Simone Biles and to see, because I feel like uh, women's U.S. gymnastics is really good. And I feel like when Simone Biles came up and she was just a fuck, like a demigod of a performer in that sport and just amazed you every time, I feel like not enough people saw it. I mean, it certainly circulates on Facebook. I know that. And I watch every time. And I'd be curious if it was marketed in a different way and made more prime time that it would in not in a way that's just the Olympics every, you know, few years, but more, you know, consistently played regularly, how much of an audience they would build just by people being in awe of the performances and of My, the abilities. The same thing goes for figure skating. They're the two most watched events at the Olympics. And again, mm-hmm. a lot of that is driven by national pride and Olympic athletes because there are a lot, a lot of individualism and become social media stars for two weeks mm-hmm. at a time every four years. Here's where I'll, I will pull back on the... Gen- intrinsic gender bias is being held back. I think that there's enough years of data to go, people aren't going to watch that stuff around the calendar. They, they would rather tune into something else than that. Like You're talking decades of these things being mega popular, and I'm guessing networks have tried to push them before, and viewers have whether maybe a bias of their own but I'll go, they just don't like it. They like but, p- Part of the reason every four years is so exciting is because it's, it's once every, every four, four years. years. But, my, but adding to my thought on that is not only if it, was more, if it was played more often, but if there was also more enthusiasm behind it. Can you imagine if Simone Biles sticks her landing, people are shouting as if you know, the Cavs just won the, world, the finals for the first time in like 50 years? Can, that's what I'm saying, like the entertainment value behind it not only with the with the performers themselves, but with the announcers and with the crowd and how it's, you know, how, I think gymnastic shows are just boring in general because it's pretty quiet and there's multiple things going on at once um, compared the, to... The entertainment value, the presentation of it. Correct. So adjusting the presentation of it. And I think there's potential. That's just my thought. I think it's fantastic. I think any... But, but I do think as far as... Um, women's sports you're right at least in the u.s's case if we're not kicking the world's ass right you're not going to get a high viewership and i think that even the women's soccer team had i mean did we not have this conversation about them a couple years ago when they had argued their way to more money because they were better than the u.s men's team and i didn't even care that it was better and better plays into this but they were likely generating as much or more than the men's team right. was because the men's team was was so middling and right. soccer governing bodies are completely corrupt so sue 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 and i don't mean sue bird but like get lawyers involved because those mm-hmm. girls are absolutely stars but don't be mistaken for one flipping minute if they were the third place team and mm-hmm. more scrappy than mm-hmm. globally dominant. Guess what? 
half as many people would be watching. You'd get up for it every four years. You wouldn't even know of any of these women otherwise. And granted, they, they do they do fade away, and there are women's pro leagues out there, but being great is is helpful to their profile. Look, name name somebody else besides name another American women's tennis player besides the Williams sisters that you know about. Naomi Osaka. There you go. Somebody else. <laughs> um, Naomi Osaka is the next Venus. Nike she will, is. Nike will allow her to swim in cash because she brings in that much money. She and, is, and she's. But she was young too. She was like a Tiger Woods age, and she was, per, you know, excelling at a high rate. So I think that it brought in that attention, just like Tiger Woods did back in the day. Well, but remember, that's tennis. That's the tennis construct, though. I mean, Venus yeah. and Serena have been doing this since they're teens, and I'm sure Nike got down on its hands and knees, and I hope she's a Nike athlete, because that's my brand. I hope Nike got down on its hands and knees in front of the shrine of Serena, and they're like, thank, <laughs> thank you for Naomi. Thank you for Naomi. Because once Serena said, I'm going to have a family and be a mom, and I'm going to retire soon, they had nothing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this is about money. If you can put women who have gills and fishtails on TV and millions of people will tune in and it makes somebody else money, they mm-hmm. will. And remember, anything we watch on TV, it's about entertainment. It is. It's about entertainment and money. And should it be about performances? Sure. Should it be about equal opportunity? Sure. Can I get behind something, you know, a movement that encourages something like that or attempts to change the system for that? In that manner, absolutely, but that doesn't deny, you know, that doesn't win your argument that that Sue Bird should be getting paid as much as LeBron James. Like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't win that argument. That's why I I was, I I said to Neil, I'm like, this is idiotic. Again, unless you are zooming out on why are we here? And that's that's Mm -hmm. a more complicated debate than Facebook can handle. I'll ask you this question, and I just want your opinion. Um, If you took the best women's WNBA player. I don't know who that is. Um, shit, the girl from Utah, UConn, who like does nothing but win a championship every year. I can't remember her name. Oh, 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 oh. It's a white girl. With the, with, oh, her hair is always slicked back. Um, oh, jeez. Wait, old or new? Because I'm thinking of basketball players back in my day. I don't know why. Maybe because I played and I met a lot of them. Is her name Danielle? Tarasi? Think, no, Tarasi? Da, well, there is Daniel Tarasi. Uh, uh, Tarasi Diana Tarasi. Diana Tarasi. I can't think of this girl's name who and just won. And then there was won. Candace Parker. Yep. Um, all right, so I'll, we'll, we'll use one of those. They're all great. There's another girl, Elena Deladon. Um, uh-huh. How do you think they would hold their own in the NBA? And I'm not asking you to, to plant an answer or anything. I genuinely want your very valued opinion. I think they would do a solid B performance, so an 85. I do think that that women um, can hold their own against men when it comes to sports. Um, I don't think that we have the opportunity to do so, but I do think that we may have abilities to move a little quicker um, than potentially men can. And there's also some really big bitches out there that, you know, maybe not as big as like Shaq, you know, back in his prime. No. But, you know, I think that there's still skills to be able to um, compete with a Shaq style player that women can adapt to. Because I I do believe, and that may be against what you think, but I do believe that there's a lot of females that can... Um, challenge male players and it be something very entertaining to watch. I'm in the same ballpark. 
Um, if you allowed a woman to train to play with men and keeping her agility and quickness mm-hmm. and speed, which she might have, and allowed her to train her body to gain some muscle so she could do some of the banging. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about like one problem, and I don't know the WNBA game well enough. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have any six nine women, I don't think. But if you add like a six four, six five player mm-hmm. woman who could play on the wing and could take mm-hmm. some of the pounding with all these dudes. Exactly. I, I'll go a little lower than you, but I'm not going to scoff at it all. I think you could have a reasonable rotation player who could score eight to 10 points a game and grab a couple of rebounds and not embarrass herself. I remember, um, and obviously high school and professional sports are completely different, but I did play basketball in high school and I was well enough to get a scholarship for it. So I suppose I was decent. Um, and Every year when we were preparing for our, I was on varsity from 10th grade, 10th grade on. And every year um, when we were preparing for our like tournaments at the end of the year, we practiced with the boys and only with the boys intentionally. We did not, you know, the start, the starting five, when we were scrimmaging and getting together, we would only play with the boys team and the men's coach let us do that. Now, granted, I broke a couple bones, <laughs> literally, I broke a couple bones playing with the boys and ended up getting taken out my senior year. But there was a benefit to that because it made us a lot stronger. We were also a smaller team. So I was a small player in my position and I was the tallest one. So it, it, I needed to be stronger. So we went straight to the source and we played with yeah. the boys team and we practiced with them consistently. With anything to to be better, play against better, bigger, faster, stronger. You, you get nothing trying to grow in whatever you're doing by beating the same people over and over again, you're not going to improve. You're going to plateau. So play somebody right. who will expose your weaknesses and then you can work on them and get better. I'm, exactly. I, I totally forgot about your basketball background. That made you the perfect person to ask that question to. It did. And I never talk about my basketball background and most people don't know, but I think that's where not only is that where I got that experience, but that's where my leadership skills came into play. That's where my people skills came into play. My uh, dedication and my determination all came from basketball. Coach Ham. Um, anything. And Lynn Phillips. We're just under an hour. Anything else? Oh, I have one last thing for you that uh, Bly Manor. We can finally put a bow on that. Oh, my God. Bly Manor. So, I, I mean, I was entertained. I, it was not better than Hill House. I'm not even going to claim it was better than Hill House. I will watch it again. I was entertained. I did like the story. I was sad and I cried at the end. Yeah, the last two episodes were were brilliant. Um, I, I was yeah. a little teary-eyed at the end for the sacrifice that somebody did. Yeah. But I wanted to throw by you. I found an article that pointed out all the ghosts or apparitions in the series. And I was clicking Ooh. through the gallery and I'm like, saw that, saw that. That just looks like a shadow. I don't see anything there. They And if they're there, they're not nearly as obvious as they were in Hill House. But it says that there were a lot of ghosts in a lot of different scenes. So the difference between Bly Manor and Hill House is in Hill House, I didn't know that that, nobody knew that that was what they were doing until the report started coming out. But I remember, I'm like, did I see something there? Was there something there? That was strange. What was that? Like, I remember thinking about that many times in Hill House. And then as, you know, people started finishing the season, the reports were coming out and I said, oh, there was something there. I knew it. So in Bly Manor, I was looking for it and I found almost all of them. There were just a couple 
that I was reading the articles on and I'm like, okay, I missed that one. But there were, I mean, I found almost all of them to the point where I paused it and I said, I would look at Thomas and I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, see what? No. And I would rewind it back and he goes, oh. Or is it because you were told they were there so then you saw it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, because you, you were told that there's something there, you then saw something there. No. Okay. No, it was because I was expecting something to be there in almost all the scenes. Something. I was expecting it because I knew that that's their style from Hill House. And so specifically the scene where they were all sitting in the dining room table at the eating dinner and Miles, they cut to Miles and there was something behind him that almost blended in with the wallpaper, but it didn't. And I'm like, I think there's something there. And I paused it. And then there was, and then there was something behind the door. And so Thomas was like, how are you seeing that? And I said, pay attention to Hannah when she gets up and she moves you and then look behind the door. <laughs> Last thing at the conclusion, definitely a spoiler at this part. So I think when they were having dinner at Owen's restaurant, yeah, they did some exposition of the kids don't remember anything. They don't. So that's why the girl getting married has the middle name Flora because she's basically a totally different person from Bly Manor, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I had a feeling, I mean, I caught on from the beginning that these people somehow all know each other because it's very oh, yeah, random yeah. for Owen to be at this wedding. And then, you know what I mean? I'm just like, somehow these people all know each other. I thought that the narrator was Danny at first. Um, spoiler, I thought the narrator was Danny. And then I started to pick up on it later. Um, and then once I realized she was wearing green, I'm like, oh, she's wearing the color green. Um, and it was, but I, I thought the ending was spectacular. The middle was a little boring, but I did really love the ending because I thought that it was, um, it evoked enough emotion in me to cry. And I was like, okay, well then this must be good. <laughs> Yeah, they they really built that that Danny and uh, the Irish McIrish face life up really well. But I I kept remembering when Jamie, Danny, who is it? Her name was Jamie. Yeah, it was Mick Jamie to me. Um, when uh, the the lady in the water was taking Flora, Danny looked was not looking at Flora. She was looking at the dead lady. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. enjoy it while you're here. Yeah, that I mean, that was awful. That was awful. And I wanted happiness for them. As soon as I picked up on the fact that Danny had some emotions in her, I'm like, oh, my God, she's about to go through it. Like she's going to be tormented for the rest of her life. Um, and I, I was happy that they had those moments, but I was also really sad for them. So anyway. All right. Good pod. We'll uh, we'll talk again with Ashley on Thursday. Ooh, yay. OK, bye. Bye.